the ASCO Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton. My name is Ellie Costello and I am Executive Director at Square Peg. Now, there might be people who don't know what Square Peg is, Ellie, so tell us a bit about that. Well, we're a small but mighty uh, community interest company working in the area of persistent absence and non-attendance. And we work to uh, raise awareness and affect change, uh, contributing to policy um, and really trying to inform a more nuanced and productive conversation around the attendance crisis. Um, when, when you say uh, more nuanced, uh, explain what you mean. What, what, why is it not nuanced at the moment? I think it's certainly shifted um, and it is becoming more um, uh, uh, nuanced at the moment. But I think historically there were some quite, um, I suppose, fixed ideas as to why children weren't at school and, and why children weren't attending school. And we all had held perspectives around what those reasons might be. I think what COVID has shown is that actually the reasons for non-attendance are extremely complex, they're numerous, multifaceted and multidimensional, and I suppose any problem that is that uh, complex really does require some quite stretched thinking and collaborative working in order to think about how we can address it. And Do you think that um, what we're seeing at the moment is kind of directly a result of COVID or is there something, something deeper and different going on? Well, my journey started 10 years ago, so we entered education in 2010 at a point of uh, change, shall we say. Um, And I think that um, we are, um, attendance actually is shining a light on on many, many factors that have contributed to to challenges with children attending, accessing or remaining in education. So there are, for us, there was quite a a change within education under the new government and and, and, and a real shift towards some um, education. attendance, attainment, um, progress, um, uh, but also um, uh, changes around how we would approach behaviour um, and expectations. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot that was happening in a very short amount of time. Um, uh, at the same time, of course, we had the Children and Families Act being enacted and new duties on schools and local authorities and austerity impacting um, and and allied and support services around schools and, and, and where families would normally access support disappeared extremely quickly. Um, so I think so. I think COVID was was the fuel on a fire that was already burning, and I think it made um, the um, invisible or the, or, or the unseen visible. Um, uh, to some, it was a shock, but to those of us that were on the ground or going going through um, the systems, um, it, we were not waving but drowning for a very long time. And I think schools, in many ways, have been trying to have the same conversation from a slightly different place. Um, uh, but actually, there's a lot of shared experience. I think between um, um, when you listen to children's family, uh, children's voices, family voices, and the sector voices, there's a lot. There's a lot of um, uh, stress that is there, and and uh, and a lot of frustration. I think um, uh, so. So I think there are so many factors that we can hang our hat on. COVID, it's definitely exacerbated and created new cohorts that nobody was perhaps recognising before. Um, but what it has as well is it's the children who perhaps were were just about there and. And, and, and managing now aren't, um, but m- the majority of those that weren't managing have disappeared completely. Now, we, we could listen to that and think that this is a really, really pessimistic moment, but you've just been talking to members of our council and they're people who are essentially running our schools 
and our colleges and I just met them in the corridor and they said they've come out feeling very uplifted about it and we're talking in part about what you've been saying there but also about this book Square Pegs inclusivity compassion and fitting in and I particularly note the word compassion there because so much of the discourse has been a rather punitive one in the way that you implied earlier on so where's the optimism in all of this what what should we be doing and thinking about to to make sure that we're not casting those young people as victims in the system absolutely i I get really excited around attendance but because everybody can find it very overwhelming but for me it's an opportunity for change it's an invitation to do things differently and it's a chance to reset and really listen to each other um so i think um for me there is um a, a real appetite at the moment i think schools absolutely are recognizing the extreme levels of need and complexity that they're now seeing and they're really wanting to do something differently and i think um covid actually demonstrated how absolutely exceptional schools were at responding to um, their communities and going above and beyond and i think that that actually has gone a long way to starting um, and actually empowering and enabling them well we got through that and we did that and and how about we try this so that innovation and invitation is there of course it's very difficult to maintain that when you're already stretched and out of capacity and on your knees and have you know accountability measures and all sorts of pressures breathing down your neck but I think families feel exactly the same and so there is an invitation there actually to to do things differently and the pandemic if nothing else it was a shared experience and actually it was something that we could all connect on that we'd been through that Um, and so so I, I, I absolutely think that attendance is a lever if you like an opportunity a chance for us to reset together and it is really important that it is together because I think schools have often felt lost or confused or or misunderstood or judged and when you speak to children and families that's exactly the themes that they that they relay on so if we're all sharing the same understanding we all are hopefully working towards the the same things when you talk to parents they absolutely want their children in school and the children themselves desperately want to go so how do we work together to 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 do things differently and 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 it's exciting I genuinely find it an exciting area um, and 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 absolutely about hope it really is about um, it's 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 a um, a ticket if you like to do things differently and I love the optimism of that but it also needs a kind of boldness of leadership in a way doesn't it because if what you're hearing all the time is that there is an attendance crisis it is because we've got too many woke young people or woke parents or the solution is silent corridors finding more parents all of that kind of finger wagging then for you to say as a leader actually I think it's partly about our curriculum Mm -hmm. I think it's partly about our pastoral care system it's partly about the community we've got with our parents and how we engage with them are you seeing in the work you're doing the kind of boldness of leadership that says actually ultimately we're driven by what is in the interest of the child and the family rather than what might get the headlines in certain newspapers 
Definitely. So this is what's so exciting. And, and this is where I would like SquarePeg as an organisation to be able to help facilitate and um, share that practice. Because what I am seeing increasingly, and it's, it's so empowering, actually, it's very easy to, to look at the negatives and the extreme um, policies or practice or cultures that are out there. But there is so much good that is happening. Schools are really trying hard to connect with their children and their families and actually think in a different way and reflect you know what 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 are we doing and how are we not helping um and actually you know that a fine let's face it it doesn't remove the attendance barrier it doesn't change anything for that family and if anything else it makes them more vulnerable just as placing a kid in isolation doesn't remove the reason why that child was acting in the way they were so how can we do things differently and i think that the the invitation to courageous leadership I think is absolutely there and when I speak to the Department for Education it's something that they are talking about um, uh, 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 in terms of the attendance landscape to actually give the message back out to leaders that um, attendance is an opportunity to do things differently um, uh, uh, and, and, and that actually the messages around support first compassion focused approaches to attendance is does require leaders to be brave um, and that can feel difficult when you've got you know um, top-down pressures and accountability nobody is disagreeing with that but actually all we can do is interact with each other in person one moment at a time and attendance is very much when you're trying to fix a persistent absence challenge it really is about breaking it down to each interaction is an intervention each moment one step at a time that's all we can do and start again tomorrow together and those and actually naming those frustrations with each other um, actually are really important so for us it's about relationships it is about um, uh, communication and community and building stronger schools and Ellie just finally let's just talk about the book Crown House Publishing uh, brought it out it's you with Fran Morgan and our great friend Ian Gilbert uh, editing it um, just just describe a, a uh, why you put the book together and uh, what readers will get from it Thank you. It was, it was, we put it together because it was the book that we wished schools had access to when we were the families falling through nets. Um, and so it was really about pulling together everything that we thought that was essential in coming around um, a, an attendance challenge for that child and that family because it is the most horrendous thing. It doesn't make any sense. You can't quite believe it's happening to you. So it was written, uh, we had over 100 conversations, more than 70 submissions. We whittled it down to 50 three contributors and it was really about um, uh, coming up with um, solutions that were rooted in the voices of children and the professionals working to support them to empower enable and inspire and inform a tired and stretched school leader so it's it, it's it's intentionally written in an, in an accessible way it's intentionally structured in a way so that you could just pull the book off the shelf go down the index and get a bit of inspiration but it's fully referenced and resourced and it was really about um, supporting a leader to um, try things differently and actually to, uh, and for me that that invitation to um, think outside the box. A square peg really needs um, uh, uh, the adults around them to think outside the box and sometimes the smallest thing can make the biggest difference. Ellie Costello on behalf of uh, so many square pegs, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. The Ask School Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton.